Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. God bless you. I'm so glad that we can spend time together to learn about the Almighty God, especially how to walk and live in the Spirit of God. In this lesson, I would like to show you that we worship only one God, the Almighty God, the El Shaddai, and we will learn that even though we worship one God, but there are three persons in this. One God, the Trinity, we call. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us about the power of the Holy Spirit, how to walk by the Holy Spirit, and we believe that we're going to know you more, and we can walk with you in faith and in love and faithfulness, Lord. We thank you so much for teaching us in Jesus' name, Amen. When we study the Bible. We can see that the scriptures show that there is a distinction between God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Even though we say we worship one God, but there are three persons in one God. For example, when Stephen was being stoned because he preached the gospel, he saw that the heavenly Father and the Son. And the Holy Spirit were with him at the same time. Three distinct persons were with him. They are three distinct persons or individuals. They each had their own roles or ministry. The Holy Spirit was the one who gave Stephen the power and the grace to endure the suffering because he was dying for Christ. Jesus, the Son, was the one. Who was waiting for his coming? And the Father sat on the throne, and worked with the Holy Spirit, who gave Stephen the power and the grace. In Acts chapter seven, verses fifty-four to fifty-six, we can learn about these three distinct persons who tried to help Stephen. When they heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. Him means Stephen. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was in Stephen and on Stephen at that time, giving him power and grace to endure the suffering. Full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. He saw the Father as the glory, as the light, as the power and the figure of God. Instead of seeing the God the Father of his his own eyes. He just saw the light and the power around the Father, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. From this scripture, we can see that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three distinct divine person. They are not the same person. So it's so important as believer to learn how to fellowship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How to relate to each one of them, 
John chapter 14 verse 26 but the counselor the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything i have said to you you notice that god the son was on the earth at that time he was talking about god the holy spirit whom will be sent to you and me by god the father god the father the son and the holy spirit they work together but they are three distinct persons. Luke chapter 3, 21 to 22. I want to read all this scripture to show you that there is one God, but three persons we call the Trinity. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you am well pleased. You notice that heaven is open and God the Father was speaking from heaven to him and he sent the Holy Spirit to be on Jesus at the Jordan River while he was being baptized. God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. John chapter 15 verse 26, Jesus said, When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, the counselor, who will be sent to us from the Father. The Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Again, this scripture talk about God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verses 13 to 14, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus talked about He Himself as the Son, and we ask God in His name, and God the Father shall give whatever you need. God the Father is the one who gives you good and perfect gift. He is the person who signed the check. He's the person who gives permission and authorization but you come to God the Father through the Son who suffered at the cross for you and me who gave up his life for you and me who shed his blood for you and me he came into the world as a human form and he died on the cross to pay for our sin to redeem us from sin and to give us the right to become the righteousness of God he paid the price. He took the curse so that we can be blessed. He took the rejection so that we can be accepted by the Father. Therefore, in order to approach God the Father, we need to go through the Son, Jesus Christ. But the person who really made the will of the Heavenly Father happen on earth, who made the promise of God manifest in our life on earth, is the Holy Spirit. God the Father is on the throne in heaven, God the Son, Jesus Christ, is at the right hand of the Father. But God the Holy Spirit is with us and He is the one who executes the will of the Father. I hope you understand now. God the Father is a giver, authorizer. God the Son is the way that we can approach the Father. That's why when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name. And God the Holy Spirit is with us, who helps us who empowers us and who brings the miracle to our life and to people that we pray 
for them. Again and again, the scriptures describe a clear distinction between the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son. They are by an incomprehensible mystery, separate personalities, yet they are dependent on one another. They work together as a team. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are dependent on one another, and they work together. They act upon one another, speak of one another, and they speak to one another. And they apply the pronouns of the second and the third person to one another. God, Jesus, the Son, talk about the Holy Spirit, He, and He talk about the Father, He, the Father. God the Father called the Son, my Son, whom I love. You see that they are relating to one another and call each other. The subject of the Trinity or the doctrine of the Trinity is very large, incomprehensible, and unexplainable to man's present mentality. Our little brain here will not be. Able to understand the Trinity very well, it is best to recognize the statements of the Word of God and leave it at that, and just believe it and accept it instead of trying to argue and trying to explain. In the Old Testament, we see that the Holy Spirit was so loved by the Father that the Father defended the Holy Spirit from any attack. I give you example in Isaiah chapter 63 verse 10. Yet they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit, so He turned and became their enemy. And He Himself, mean God Himself, the Father, fought against them. You can see that God the Father defended the Holy Spirit. He did not want anybody to grieve and to offend the Holy Spirit. That's why, my brother and sister. We should submit to the Holy Spirit, honor the Holy Spirit. We should talk about the Holy Spirit in an honorable way. We should submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit. When you go to church, the Holy Spirit is there in the meeting. You should honor Him. You should have the posture and attitude of respect. You should not sit there playing. Video game during the sermon time or during the worship, you should pay attention to the preaching from your pastor, who was speaking from the Holy Spirit. In case you cannot go to church and you have to watch live stream, or even now you are watching the teaching in the internet, you should honor the Holy Spirit. You should pay attention to what He wants to say to you, instead of doing something and. Just turn the voice on, just to kill your time. No, you need to honor the Holy Spirit, and the Father shall honor you. We should not offend the Holy Spirit, reject Him, insult Him, or grieve Him. In the four Gospel, the book of Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke, we see the Holy Spirit was so loved by the Son that the Son, the Lord Jesus Himself. Solemnly warned the Pharisees, who were insolent enough to attribute the works of the Holy Spirit to Satan. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 32, "Do not speak against the Holy Spirit, 
Matthew chapter 12, 32. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Even in this 21st century, you should not blaspheme the Holy Spirit or say that that miracle happened by Satan, even though the Holy Spirit touched people. You have to be careful not judging and criticizing the Holy Spirit as the work of Satan. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit so loved by Peter that with great boldness, Peter rose to the defense of the Holy Spirit in the face of those who sought to lie to the Holy Spirit, saying in essence, do not ever lie to him. I will read to you Acts chapter 5 verse 3. Don't lie to the Holy Spirit. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? In other words, Ananias and Sapphira cheated God and lied to God. And Peter considered that is lying to the Holy Spirit. In the book of Ephesians, we see that the Holy Spirit was so loved by the Apostle Paul Paul warned the Ephesians church, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, the Bible says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. In these sections of the Bible, we see the Father, the Son, and the saints, the church of God, apostle, the disciple, continually defended for the one they love. That is the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and all the saints, the disciples in the early church, protected the Holy Spirit. In the Godhead, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit is the one who are warned not to wound and offend. We should not offend or grieve the Holy Spirit. We should really respect Him, work with Him. This is my lifestyle. Everything I do in my medical work, my ministry, my parenting, being a husband, being a friend to people, I always consult with the Holy Spirit. I always obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing. The Holy Spirit gives me so much grace and victory and breakthrough in my life because I really honor and submit to the Holy Spirit. We should have a desire to know the Holy Spirit intimately and understand His great love for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father and the Holy Spirit love the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are ready to experience the powerful, gracious works of the Holy Spirit, let me invite you to first know Him as a person. He is not an object. He is not an energy. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. Before we can correctly understand the work of the Holy Spirit, we must first know that the Holy Spirit Himself is a person and we should work with Him, we should submit to Him, and we should study about Him, understand His work without really rejecting Him or grieving Him. The Holy Spirit was the one who gave Moses the power to become the deliverer of the children of Israel. 
He was the power in the life of Joshua when he took over the Promised Land. Specifically, he was the force behind the wind that divided the Red Sea, and he was the mighty power that smashed the walls of Jericho. The Holy Spirit was also the energy behind David's rock when Goliath was knocked down. The Holy Spirit was the force in the life of Samuel, of Elijah, Elisha, and of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, we can see that the power in the life of Jesus Christ came from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. You can see that the Lord Jesus Christ moved in the power of the Holy Spirit 24/7. In the same way, my brother and sister, we should really get to know the Holy Spirit. The God Almighty, we should be hungry and thirsty for the touch and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We should learn how to fellowship with Him, be led by Him, listen to Him, work with Him, submit to Him, honor Him, and walk with Him. We should depend on the grace of the Spirit of Grace, and I believe that if you can do that, your life will never be the same. If Jesus, the Son of the Living God, needed the help and the counsel and the power of the Holy Spirit, how much more we need the Holy Spirit? If Paul, Peter, Elijah, Elisha, Moses, David, Joshua, and also Joseph needed the Holy Spirit, how much more we need the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit and the disciples in the early church. Were witnesses of Jesus' resurrection. The Holy Spirit was the one who raised Jesus from the dead. He witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and he anointed the disciple to witness about the power of Jesus' resurrection. As a result, the Holy Spirit became a part of every action and ministry of the early church disciples. The Holy Spirit and the disciple were in total fellowship and communion, working together for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son. He was in Paul, and gave him the power to endure all the hardships and to preach the gospel, to plant churches, and to train disciples. He gave Peter power to heal the sick and preach the gospel and preach Jesus Christ. Even with his shadow, the sick was healed. The Holy Spirit is both gentle and powerful. He stays close to those who love Him, submit to Him, and honor Him. How was it possible that the great evangelist Charles Finney could preach the gospel and people would be slain under the power, confessing their sins? What was the power that fell when John Wesley stood on the tombstones? And open his mouth to preach the gospel. It was the person of the Holy Spirit that accompanied their ministry. In New York City, Catherine Kuhlman had just finished preaching at a full gospel businessmen's convention. She was taken through the kitchen 
to an elevator to avoid a crowd. The cooks had no idea a meeting was going on and had never heard of Miss Catherine Kuhlman in their white hats and aprons. The cooks did not even know she was walking by. And the next thing you know, they were flat on the floor. They fell under the power. Why? Catherine Kuhlman did not pray for them. She just walked by. What happened when she left the meeting? It seemed as though the power of his presence attended her. We should long for his fellowship. And he also longed for our fellowship. We should fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We should walk with the Holy Spirit. We should depend on the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was on the earth, he instructed the disciple. But when he returned to the Father after the resurrection, they were not left alone. Thank God, we are not left alone. The Holy Spirit guided them and the Holy Spirit guide us. The Holy Spirit comforted them and the same Holy Spirit comfort us. The same Holy Spirit counseled them and reminded them of things Jesus had told them. And the Holy Spirit can teach us and remind us of what God the Father teaches. In Acts chapter 10, 19 to 20, he told Peter about the three men who were seeking the Lord. Peter recognized the voice of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 8, verse 29, Philip recognized the voice of the Holy Spirit. We should recognize the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of our spirit. We should be led by the Spirit. Acts chapter 10, verses 19 to 20, why Peter thought about the vision. The Spirit said to him, you notice, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Acts chapter 8, 29, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. My brother and sister, in conclusion, God the Father is in heaven at his throne. God the Son came into the world 2,000 years ago and died for us, give us the way back to the Father. We can have fellowship with the Father through Jesus Christ. So we pray to the Father in Jesus' name. And God the Holy Spirit is with us, who is doing His work for the Father and for us on this planet Earth. We should really get to know the Holy Spirit, walk with the Spirit. We should allow Him to lead us, guide us, empower us, help us in everything we do in our life. Let us develop our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let us become a spiritual Christian who yield to the Holy Spirit, not only about our work, our ministry, but our character and our daily life. Our heart, our mind, our mouth, our ears, our action, our decisions and motive and attitudes, we yield all these things to the leading and to the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much. I believe you learned many good things today and you're going to be spiritual Christians and God will use you in this generation. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to show my brothers and sisters who listen to this teaching the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and they shall be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. They shall be spiritual people, not carnal people, not people who walk in the way of the world and of the flesh. Father, we thank you, Lord. We love you indeed. And we ask you to anoint all of us. Anoint my brother and sister 
in Jesus mighty name amen amen god bless you i hope to see you in many other teachings we trust that this message is ministered to you if you would like more information about new hope international church or other teaching cd's please contact us at 206-275-1042 you may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty